Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. We continue our journey uh, through the book of Isaiah uh, with the goal of reading through the entire Bible in the course of a calendar year. And so today, uh, we're going to look at four chapters from the book of Isaiah in chapters 17, 18, uh, 19, and 20. And our focus will come from uh, chapter 17, verses 4 through 11. Uh, in this section of the book, uh, Isaiah continues to outline uh, the impending uh, judgment uh, that is going to come uh, upon uh, the nation of Israel. Uh, by the time Isaiah comes on the scene, there's actually uh, two kingdoms, the, the northern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah. Uh, Isaiah is primarily uh, located and ministering uh, within that southern kingdom, the precincts of Jerusalem, but he has a great deal to say about uh, this uh, northern kingdom, uh, which will be ultimately destroyed as an act of God's judgment uh, by the Assyrians in 722 uh, BC. And so he speaks uh, to uh, a host of nations as to their uh, coming judgment, but he also speaks uh, directly a word of warning, uh, both to Israel, this northern kingdom, and the southern kingdom of Judah. And so in chapter uh, 17, uh, the warning uh, concerning the northern kingdom, uh, the, uh, the destruction of uh, Samaria. Uh, then in uh, chapter uh, 18, uh, the, the warning uh, to uh, uh, ancient Cush, I think that corresponds roughly to, to more modern day uh, Ethiopia, uh, that uh, they too, uh, are going to come under uh, judgment. Uh, chapter 19, uh, judgment uh, in regards to Egypt. Uh, Egypt uh, uh, would, uh, their fortunes would ebb and flow a bit uh, uh, as related to the, to the rise of the nation of, of Assyria as, as a rival. Uh, uh, Israel would be uh, somewhat caught between those two rival nations and would find themselves uh, on occasion trying to align themselves with Egypt, which they were consistently uh, warned not uh, to do. Uh, there seems to be also within, within chapter 19 some uh, sense of uh, even from this pagan Gentile nation of Egypt, uh, God is going to uh, have a people that he will redeem and ultimately blessed. That may be something uh, really related to, to a foreshadowing of the, the, the worldwide promise of the gospel having its effect in every tribe, uh, tongue, and nation. And then uh, chapter 20, uh, again, uh, judgment on these African nations of, of Egypt and Ethiopia or, or Cush. And, and Isaiah going uh, into uh, this dramatic, enactment of, of uh, judgment. He's told to remove the, the sackcloth, kind of the traditional clothing of the, uh, of the prophet, and, and to, uh, to walk naked, again, to, to illustrate God's displeasure with these nations. And so we go back to, to chapter 17, and if you, your Bible is close by and you, you can read along or follow along, uh, we're going to look at uh, verses 4 through 11 in, in chapter 17. And in that day, the glory of Jacob will be brought low, and the fat of his flesh will grow lean. And it shall be as when the reaper gathers standing grain, and his arms 
and, and his arm harvests the ears. And as one gleans the ears of grain in the valley of Rephium, uh, gleanings will be left in it as when an olive tree is beaten, two or three berries in the top of the highest bough, uh, four or five on the branches of a fruit tree, declares the Lord God of Israel. In that day you will look to his master and his eyes will look on the Holy One of Israel. He will not look to the altars, the work of his hands. He will not look on what his fingers have made, uh, either the Asherim or the altars of incense. In that day the, their strong cities will be like the deserted places of the wooden heights and the hilltops, which they deserted because of the children of Israel, and there will be desolation. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation, and you have not remembered the rock of your refuge. Therefore, though you plant pleasant plants and sow the vine branch of a stranger, uh, though you make them grow on the, that day that you plant them and make them blossom in the morning that you sow, yet the harvest will flee away in a day of grief and incurable pain. So the judgment uh, for this northern kingdom is uh, announced, pronounced, prophesied uh, by Isaiah. It is coming. Uh, you will be humbled uh, before uh, these pagan nations. There seems to be uh, a sense of there's going to be a season uh, where it would seem like your rebellion has prospered you. There will be uh, a time of, of fruitfulness. Uh, but uh, in the, the end, uh, you will be brought low. You will be forced to acknowledge the rightfulness of the judgment. You'll be forced to, uh, to note uh, the the uh, the power of, of Almighty God uh, and it, it, the reason for this judgment is is summed up in in verse ten. They have forgotten uh, the God of, of their salvation. Uh, that it is God who formed them. That it is God who protected them. It is God who brought them into the land that broke the yoke of slavery in Egypt. Uh, all of these things uh, they have uh, forgotten. They have heard. Uh, the truth pro prophesied and promised by way of uh, the, the covenant, of the reflections upon the history of the nation. They've heard the cry of the prophets, and yet they have uh, refused uh, to uh, repent. And so there is a, a day that can only be described as a day of grief and incurable pain. And so all of these things uh, uh, were brought to bear uh, upon uh, the nation. Uh, again, it is a reminder as uh, in our four verses under our consideration today, uh, it is not just Israel, God's special people uh, that are uh, objects of his discipline, but uh, God is sovereign over the entirety of the nations and he uh, works uh, their rise and fall to his own uh, designs. And ultimately, uh, all of those that persist in their rebellion against God uh, will be broken. And we can certainly think of it, and it seems like the concern here is primarily uh, corporate or, or national. These nations will be broken. But it, it's true of individuals that, that those who persist in their uh, rebellion against God, uh, they will ultimately be uh, destroyed. They, they will suffer uh, both the consequences of the rebellion in this life and the eternal judgment for their rebellion uh, in the next. And so all of the uh, commands of God and all of the warnings of God, uh, they are always to be uh, 
considered, they're, they're to be reflected upon, that God uh, is not to be trifled with. It seems like those of us that uh, live in the, the full experience, expression of the gospel and God's saving purposes, uh, this side of the cross, this side of Pentecost, under the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, under the new covenant, it seems like many times we, we trifle uh, with uh, the seriousness of God when it comes uh, to, his, uh, to His Word, to His truth, to His holiness, uh, to His will. And uh, these Old Testament passages uh, remind us uh, that God, yes indeed, is faithful to us, but He is faithful to Himself. He is faithful to His Word. And that which He has promised to judge, He will judge. And that which He has promised to reward, He will reward. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day and I will look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.